0: Yes, what is good people, you are tuned in to Mango Masala, Pi Radio's South Asian show, the hottest new Desi youth-oriented collective bringing you the latest tunes and chai. My name's Gerns and I'm joined here today in the studio with Halima.
1: Hi guys, hope everyone's well.
0: And we should also have Ben via live stream. Ben, can you hear us? I can hear you loud and clear.
1: How are you guys doing? This
0: is good
2: technology, isn't it? I know, yeah. Right, it's futuristic.
0: I was like, ooh. It's like you're right
1: here with us.
0: (laughs) Literally. always here in spirit. Hmm. I love that map. Like, where's that map of that's behind you? Taipei. Okay. Yeah. What is this like? You really like Taiwan, don't you? Have you ever been? No, I really want to go.
2: Um, I've done a majority of Southeast Asia. uh, Without anyone having to say the words gap year. Uh, (laughs) Didn't quite do Gap Year, it was more like a I dropped out of medicine and decided to go. I was like, peace,
1: soul searching. And
2: yeah, soul searching. That's that's what I said. That's that's what that's what I used. Soul searching. Um, no, I I just kind of decided to like sort of check out Asia and sort of like I didn't really get a chance to go towards like Asia since realistically since year nine, and that was probably the last time I'd been to India as I remember. So it was a bit like. I was kinda of going trying to go and visit family and I, I have a lot of friends in like different places who kind of went away from like international colleges and whatnot. So I thought, why not crack like two birds with one stone, see some family and then also go and explore.
1: But yeah, Taiwan.
2: Oh, I went to Vietnam, Cambodia. Um I spent like a week in Bali. Bali. Um, but yeah, that's about it. And then I went to New Zealand as well and Australia because I've got family in New Zealand and Australia.
0: Uh, cool jealous
2: but
0: yeah never been to it was a
2: long city. time ago man.
0: yeah it seems like that especially in the current never-ending cycle of <laughs> oh, lockdown i I'm, I'm absolutely
1: itching <laughs> to get out you guys don't even understand like every day i'm just looking for flights like the other day i nearly booked like a volunteering trip to costa rica because i'm just desperate <laughs> to just leave
0: oh dear. Yeah. well they did that in dubai have done a thing now where they put in um, uk on a red list so all those influencers who are out there (laughs) were rushing to get back basically i don't get that though because like surely if you're going to be stuck in either dubai or here you'd rather be stuck over there you you know what i mean
1: probably just cost a lot
0: yeah i don't know right Anyway, regards to music, we started off there with Sunny, me, Sunny. That's fine. Like when we're when we're off air, Hulya, you'll sing along. But when it's just me, like right,
1: I'm not trying to get this show cancelled, my guy. Right? Okay.
2: <laughs> she really was <laughs> that, well, man. She really said that. I know. No, because it. my
1: singing is terrible. As in, like, I'm known. I'm I'm known for having a terrible singing voice and I'll sing and people will slap me.
0: Yeah. Well, we can't yeah. possibly condone that. They think that I
1: put it on, and I really don't. Like, it's, I'm <laughs> actually just genuinely very tone deaf. Well,
0: can't possibly comment, having done music at uni and that, you know? Like, what is tone deaf? Right. Anyway, um, moving on. We're going to start <laughs> off with a bit of news. Then we're going to do a bit of, like, a not necessarily a debate, but more of a discussion on mm. protesting. And then to finish off the episode, we've got. Uh, interview with Hannah Malik who's gonna let us play an exclusive of her new track Woke Up as well as telling us a bit about her um, musical journey and what she's got planned for 2021 right so moving on first to news obviously if you're South Asian and you're on the internet I don't get how you won't have seen this but obviously there's been a lot going on in India specifically Delhi and um, with regards to the farmer protests in India and know we talked a bit about this before the Christmas break but then on 26th of Jan it was India's Republic <laughs> Day which basically is like it's a bit like a bank holiday for them like it's a bit of a, like a celebration there's parades all that type of stuff and just to go into what has actually happened over there um, from what we've seen on social media so this is going off what we've seen from various different social media accounts people that were actually present in Delhi at the time um 26th of Jan India Republic Day there was a tractor parade and um, the farmers traveled in towards Delhi it was meant to travel like basically to the outskirts of Delhi before making a U-turn basically sort of like a loop sort of a bit like a rally almost and when they were there they actually I think people were surprised to find that a lot of Delhi inhabitants actually did turn out and support, like they were actually showing like <clears throat> vocally that they supported the farmers and were joining them with the slogans, all that type of stuff. Um they had actually got permission to do this rally, but the police had placed and this is the Delhi police had placed barriers um around Delhi. I don't really understand where it was, but they basically put barriers up, which doesn't really make any sense if they were actually allowed to have that rally. I don't get why they blocked them off. But from the different social media accounts that i've looked into from what i can understand what happened was everything was peaceful everything was fine and then suddenly there was this loud explosion and basically obviously they saw the smoke and then everyone's like oh great it's tear gas basically so again i again not trying to get the show cancelled but this is going off what i have read on social media as to what has happened Um, Apparently, Indian police attacked peaceful protesters with tear gas, water batons, and just caused general chaos. And actually, they caused the actual chaos and, like... Yeah, chaos. That's That's basically no other way to describe it, really. Mm -hmm. Um, Hundreds Mm -hmm. were injured, many are missing, and one person is dead. And they then began to unlawfully arrest innocent protesters. Um, In the days following that, the police actually have cut out the internet and CCTV in the Delhi area at various protest sites. Um, They've also cut off food and water supplies to the um, protest sites. And basically the media in India, which is state-owned, is trying to turn things and make it seem like, oh, it was the farmers that caused all this blah, blah, blah. Um, And basically apparently, again, this is allegedly, allegedly the police are actually transporting um, Hindu nationalists to these protest sites to basically wreak havoc within the protest sites and attack people. So just to take that in, the police are escorting people to then go and be violent which is basically not just... Entirely surprised it's, a not discredit, to to it's a
1: discredit the, the protest.
0: Yeah. So mm. yeah and also I don't know if you guys have seen there was that um, image of the guy that had climbed on up on the red four, and had put up the Nishan Sahab flag, which is widely associated with the Sikh faith. Um, mm. It's actually circulating a rumor that apparently he is actually a member of the BJP, and mm. so and the whole thing apparently has been fabricated and basically constructed to basically put the farmers mm. in a bad light and give them an excuse to actually attack them.
1: Yeah, a lot of them have been uh, um, arrested on like terrorism charges as well, like domestic yeah.
0: terrorism. Yeah it's like what what did they what did they do like it's it's not even like you could say oh yeah you um, were being violent because from the videos that i've seen and from all the accounts that i've seen of people that aren't actually farmers and have no bias or no reason to actually lie they've all said that it was completely peaceful until they started basically stirring it like
1: i mean but that that's it's such a um like Typical tactic, isn't it? Of like counter, mm. um, pro, so, so it's a very typical counter protest tactic because if they if the protests are seen as being um violent, it's then grounds to kind of like discredit and dismiss. Mm. So it's not surprising at all that that's what they're doing.
2: What it's it's the state of it at the moment, it's a lot of media driven and like with again, like I say, I've always said this, but in India is completely sensationalist yeah. and again. Like it's being it's it's it doesn't come as a surprise where everything becomes very one sided, it's very biased, it's almost like you don't really, you won't really have a voice. Like you can see that within virtually every case that's going on right now. You've got the Shark says Singh Marchfreed case, which is for some reason taking more light limelight over actual serious like issues like this. And mm. it's kinda of mad to me. Yeah, it's, like, so it's taken such a bro. hold
1: on on like the a- actual like subcontinent bro. Mm. I was like
2: how's people moving to that like it's crazy it's like like um. also I don't know if you guys have also read but like um. according to an article in India called the the Tribune over a hundred uh, Punjab farmers have been missing since Republic Day Rally
0: yeah this is what they're trying to say like so many people are missing which hope like honestly hopefully they've been arrested because I'd rather mm. that than them just have been gone missing and then something else happened to them like mm. I don't know but you
1: know, this is again, like a very, um, it's an established tactic. Like for example, you know, like the Ferguson riots in America, yeah. um, yeah. it was like when it happened in uh, 2014, 2015, and then later on the BLM protests that happened in 2020, um, people in the 2020 protests, people were very, very careful about showing their faces and circulating in, um, photographs of protesters because in the 2014, 2015 protests, um, a lot of people who had kind of become uh uh gone viral for, for being uh, protest photographs had gone missing. Mm. Um, and obviously, like, we can't really make any allegations on here, but you guys can at home can kind of figure out for yourself what might have been going on, yeah, you know, why that is that these people are going missing.
0: And I think there's also a sense of finger pointing in that, oh, that's over there in India, they're um not as. It's barbaric anyway. Yeah, yeah, like they're they're behind in times. Mm -hmm. But regardless of whether how you come to have those views, um this is happening in America, like Mm -hmm. which Mm. is supposedly supposed to be again quote is progressive yeah. sort of thing so yeah.
1: I mean but everything that they're doing like everything that's going on in India has a global resonance for example like mm. the cutting off the CCTVs we've seen that with the Lekki uh, Toll yeah, massacre literally. In, in Nigeria yeah. they did the same exact thing they did the massacre and then they switched off all the CCTVs so there was no um, liability footage um, the missing the people the protesters going missing we can compare that to Ferguson um, the protesters mm. being charged with draconian anti-terrorism laws we see that and even in the UK we with um, stance at fifteen, you know the same mm. exact thing. When they were trying to stop deportations, they got arrested on terrorism laws.
0: Yeah, and thankfully yesterday, um, I think it's that like, no charges were made. I know the all um, like, that they basically got got off. Basically, I, mm-hmm. I know that. But um, they tried it. Like the state yeah, really tried it. You yeah, know? Mm-hmm. I know they mm-hmm. were really nervous about yeah. the result because mm-hmm. they honestly. Mm-hmm.
1: It sets a, it sets yeah. a, a ridiculous precedent a, a terrifying precedent if that if they had actually been charged with terrorism mm. but um yeah, like everything that's going on these are established tactics Like we we see this across the world globally when there's a mobilization of like the people
0: mm-hmm. right, so again, I think we've talked in previous episodes about where you can go to um support the ongoing pharma protests, so if you go back to um, previous episodes you should be able to find a list of very various organizations you can support also not gonna lie it's quite easy to just go on social media and find these organizations for yourself i think yeah. the main thing is actually definitely,
2: <laughs> like one of them is the culture aid so you should yeah. yeah, at like, again yeah. get straight into it
0: mm-hmm. yeah so definitely
1: and also like i think i think uh, something needs to be said about the way that they're um conflating this issue to be one of um Obviously, you know, they're talking about, like, uh, charging with a lot of the protesters with uh, terrorism lo- tra- terrorism charges. Um, the, the A lot of kind of, like, mainstream media, and particularly Hindutva, they're kind of framing this as a problem of, like, Khalistan. Um, so for those who don't know, Khalistan is kind of like the self-determination movement of um Punjabi Sikhs, and obviously because it's these people that have been like disproportionately affected and it's there and it's th- that is where the heart of the protests is um people are saying that oh this they're just doing this for Khalistan, and you know they're terrorists because they're mm. trying to form Khalistan and they're against the state and all of this stuff and and it's just diverting from the issue of like state sanctioned violence <laughs> against <Yeah>. the farmers
2: <laughs> pretty much pretty much that really like it's in the best way possible this is it's like they've gotten so good at gaslighting people and wow, exactly. as well at the same time it's it's crazy it's like it's almost also like i don't know if you i don't know if it's like if this is like a standard thing and i'm not saying necessarily parents do this but like if you ask a parent or an asian parent why you can't do something I and mean, they sort of fall back on like so many different reasons as to why you can't but they never answer why like the uk government i mean not the uk government but also well i guess the uk government but also like the and BJP but it's basically doing the same thing but they're giving you really random reasons and like sort of not just random reasons but like things that are obviously rooted in history mm-hmm. but they're sort of using history to turn it against other people like yeah. I, I don't know it's I feel like
1: I right it's now because... it's
2: like it's a bit like a massive black hole they're gonna they're gonna yeah. com- implode on themselves at one point
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's because like the issue of, of Khalistan is framed as um, a, a kind of historically, politically contingent territorial yeah. threat to India because it is a separatist movement um, in framing mm. this issue as a as the issue of, like, you know, Khalistan, um, that essentially is what they're doing. They're, they're diverting the attention away from what is actually at the heart of this, which, as I yeah. said, is state-sanctioned san- yeah. state violence. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, just, we're going to have to move on just because, obviously, looking at the time, but linking again to another um protest or series of protests that has been going on um in the last week and has involved um the mobilization of a particular community um if you want to call it that um we're going to talk a bit about what's going on in Poland which basically on Wednesday Poland um, put into place a near total ban on abortion Despite that, protests have basically been going on since um, the decision was made in October, and these have been called some of the largest demonstrations the country has seen since 1989. Um, The ruling basically halts the termination of pregnancies for um, fetal abnormalities, um, which was basically one is virtually one of the only reasons that you could get an abortion in Poland anyway, despite ninety eight percent of legal abortions in Poland during twenty nineteen being due to fetal abnormalities anyway. So if you think about it, that's basically saying that if this had happened in twenty nineteen, only two percent of the abortions that had actually happened would have happened legally. Now you can, at, with the current law in place, you can now only get a legal abortion in Poland in cases of rape incest or when the mother's life is in danger um and again it sort of links back to this idea of the people in charge because i've seen a lot of um commentators from poland arguing that the law and justice party which i think is the party in power has become increasingly autocratic and extending its power and hold over polish society in general so I don't know. Does anyone have any comments on what's going on in Poland right now? And be- before I do this as well, I want to just make it aware that obviously we we're-, we're here two men and one woman. So I just want to say, Halima, um, if you feel like you're like we're overshadowing you, obviously like just tell us to shut up because obviously, no, no, no. obviously, like I mean,
1: it's it's just such an obvious thing. Like I feel like it's even bizarre to even have to say that. Why, why mm. should anyone have, um, like, autonomy over somebody else's body, right? Like, every individual should have the right of bodily autonomy. Like, mm. if you disagree with... If you as... Like, and, and of, of course, I know that, like, with most governments, it is disproportionately male, right? So, first of all, it's bizarre. Why are men mm. making laws to do... like legis- Why are men forming legislation to do with women's bodies in the first place? Second of all... Um, it's if if you as a man or even as a woman do not agree with abortion, cool. Don't get one. Mm. <laughs> what is someone else getting an abortion yeah. got anything to do with you? How does it impact your livelihood or your life in any way whatsoever? And thirdly, if you're so bothered about like unwanted or unregulated pregnancies, like as men, bro, get the snip in it. Like, mm. do do something to yourself. Control it from your end. True. Sure but obviously like Mm. again like this is again a huge like this this the the this controlling of women's bodies has such a massive historical political contingency worldwide you know like even when we think about for example contraception why is contraception so female dominated when women release one egg um, uh, like most women release an egg a month that's 12 eggs a year whereas men that's like what hundreds of millions of sperm
0: like literally you could go um you could literally go around and again like impregnate someone multiple times a day bro yeah and you could potentially father like hundreds of kids Mm -hmm. in a Mm -hmm. year whereas a woman would only be able to give birth to one in in the space of a year most likely yeah
1: exactly and Mm. again like let's not get it twisted this is not even about the issue of abortion like this is uh, this is to do with the controlling of women's bodies and like often more often Mm. than not like um, I mean, I don't know in the specific context of Poland, but I, like my undergrad um, thesis was to do with the role between uh, Bengali feminism and nationalism. And basically what I was looking at was how women are seen as vessels of nation because obviously they, they carry, yeah. they 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 create life, right? They are the vessel of life. And therefore they are the vessel of the men that will go on to continue the national lineage. So this is not even about the simple act of abortion. It is about controlling women's bodies. And, and and kind of like nas- nationalistic imaginations surrounding that
0: mm-hmm. um, Ben do you have any comments on this because I know this something that you wanted to touch about
2: uh, I mean not necessarily touch about as such but like because well Alima just basically cleared it all in one go and quite frankly there's nothing else to add on like again it's like as Alima said there's I can't believe we're still talking about mm-hmm. this do you know what I mean Like mm-hmm. especially in this day and age it's a bit like yeah, like if you don't want an abortion, don't, don't get, get one. one.
1: <laughs> it's just, really a straightforward.
2: Like, it's up to you. If you want to take care of the child, then that's you, isn't it? Like, yeah. it's your choice. And at the end of the day, it's just, it's like telling me I can't get. It. Like, if you're you're basically telling someone else that they can't have this cup of tea the way they want it.
1: Mm.
2: It's got nothing to do with you, fam. Like, mm. if you want a milky, she wants a milky. If you don't, she don't. Like, it's mm. simple. And I think a lot of it can also just like like you said. It isn't, it isn't derived in politics for any political reg- regard. It is mainly just a format of power and control, yeah. whether it's over body or whether it's over legislation in the future. It would be basically kind of putting things back into the old world. And it's crazy to me how the world just kind of seems very right-winged at the, time, at the moment. Like everything seems to be very far more sort of conservative in nature. Yeah. And Poland's yeah. already had a lot of problems with, um, sort of in the most recent years especially like with homophobia with like just general human rights when it comes down to like treating people as people it's yeah. it's kind of scary like mm-hmm. this isn't even happening that far away from us
1: i mean it's like it's, 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 let's not separate it. it also happens here you know like oh yeah.
2: yeah oh yeah it does, oh, yeah, it does like this but this, like, this, this um of...
1: this fascist rise is is like it's global you know
2: i mean in the sense of and more so in the sense of like being able to control someone in the format of like, right, well you can't get it. like imagine if India Yeah, yeah. Suddenly actual a you going yeah, and I like, get you, I get you. Bro. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit like what's happening to this world? Everything's going everything's going sideways. India's going a bit India's going west. Poland's going west.
1: Things <laughs> <laughs> are just just going west. <laughs>
2: like things are just going like things are going sideways, man. Like I don't get it. And I mean like um it's a bit like, and also the way one of these senior officials kind of pointed out was like, from the ruling MPIS party, said the protests were illegal due to COVID nineteen restrictions. Oh my lord! Like, I'm sorry, I'm out here to protest because um, you don't get to choose what happens with my body. Mm. Like, imagine like just like that, that was gaslighting at its finest. Yeah, it's like again, we could government... draw
1: parallels, right, between like the, the yeah. state response to protests and and the the kind of like acrobatic like. The acrobatics that they do to discredit, pro- mm-hmm. like,
0: yeah. yeah. And I think one like really saddening thing to note as well is that even when you are banning abortion, that doesn't mean that abortions are going to stop. It exactly. just means they're going to continue mm-hmm. in a lot more dangerous, dangerous ways exactly. that okay. are going to put mm-hmm. a lot of um, women, women at risk. At risk. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. It, mm. And again, like, again, I I don't don't think we should necessarily entertain the whole devil's advocate argument here, but I know there'll be some people out there, or some men out there, that'll probably be like, oh yeah, but if I want to have a kid, it's me that's, like, made that baby, like, why don't I get a say in it? Which, again, like, I don't know why we have to spell this out, but in my opinion, I get, like, I... I think oh I'm like, God,
2: You're not carrying it for nine months, bro, no, you you yeah, literally, it, like, it's not like, coming so out of I a hole you. in your body. Yeah,
0: literally, and it's like I, 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 I can understand why you might be upset. It's perfectly fine for you to yeah. not be happy with that. But then mm-hmm. that's that's to do with your relationship with whoever you've conceived the baby with. Exactly, that's not you don't have any say, or you mm-hmm. shouldn't have any say mm-hmm. over what your partner is going to be doing with their body because mm-hmm. that's ultimately what it is and if you want a kid that bad there's plenty of kids out there that are waiting to be adopted <laughs> as well so
1: or conceive with somebody who you know will want your child yeah
0: yeah, yeah. Like,
2: it's a con- especially when you're having a kid or like at any point like you kind of or if you're planning on having a kid there's a conversation that tends to be had like yeah exactly. if one's like, like like if you don't know your gal like well enough to know that like oh yeah does she want a kid or not like don't be dicking it or especially
0: especially i don't know if i don't know if we're allowed to say that but like <laughs> apologies <laughs> to anyone that's been offended by that yeah but, but
2: like, yeah it is, it is one of those things where i, I get very like it's just Animated, I, yeah I, it's, just
1: ridiculous, I I isn't it? it's just ridiculous like why is this a conversation we're having mm, mm.
0: yeah but um again if you want to help what's going on in poland right now there are various organizations that you can donate to such as amnesty international polska women Mm -hmm. help women and there's also plenty of polish local ones if you check as well there's loads of those um posts on instagram at the moment with basically telling you where you can go to help out so definitely go check that out if you can right so the main topic or i want to say debate but i feel like we're all going to have quite similar views on this but um, it's basically protesting. So, I've sort of... We've obviously talked about two instances of protesting that have happened worldwide in the past week. So, you we had the farmers' protests in India, or the most recent ones, and you had protests regarding the recent, recent abortion laws in Poland. So... I sort of, like, split it up into questions just because I thought we could maybe, like, tackle it bit by bit. So... First of all, protesting, like, what is it? And, like, why do we protest? Or why is there a need to protest?
1: It's just dissent, (laughs) isn't it? It's a fundamental right. Yeah.
2: Sorry,
0: you guys.
1: I'm just saying it's dissent, but, yeah, I agree, fundamental right.
0: But then, if we lived in a society by people that we've voted in, by people living in a society that we choose to maybe continue to live in, for the most part why do we then need to go against that?
1: I mean, first of all, I did not choose a Tory government. Let's not get that twisted. <laughs> um, second of all, say, for example, even if I did, or if, if even if it was a Labour government, um, that doesn't mean that they... that Because they, what is five-year five terms, like it does not mean to say that they... Because you voted in for... I mean this is a bit of Pandora- this is Pandora's box to be honest because it's like yeah. just because you vote in an election does that mean you have complete faith in electoral politics in the first place mm-hmm. because I certainly don't yeah. um I'm always just voting for the lesser of kind of t- two evils yeah, which, is, that's uh, which is a bit what mad Ben anyway. was
0: saying about in America last week like
1: yeah
0: yeah
2: um like I was just going to say like protest like just kind of go back onto that the topic of processing and why why we need it and much like Alima just said by protesting and in, in effect what happens is that we can alter the agenda and start the debate and um, you know it's, it's 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 more than just a case of like, like you know especially if we didn't vote for a specific electoral party or whatever it allows to create want of voice and secondary like a community to know that like, to let people know that they're not alone like a lot of people share like, and like, for example, like it's evident that like the idea of protests is to bring an amalgamation of people, like-minded people together to voice out a reason, whether you're an ethnic minority or whether you are discriminated against for, you, for the person you love or whether it's the rights to vote. Do you know what I mean? All these things are, are, are of common interest to those people. And when you bring a protest, it's the time where you kind of bring people who originally felt alone, who felt like they didn't have voice, <clears throat> and Bring them into the room and be like, This is where we get a chance to talk. This is where we get a chance to either alter the agenda, start the debate, and you know, represent yourself. And like, it's, and that, it's occasionally... holding the government
1: to account as well, isn't it? Like,
2: mm, exactly. It's like, and on the occasion, and on the occasion, you and, and to be honest, the majority of the time it has kind of gone in, 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 I wouldn't say the best way, but like, and it hasn't always come out well, but like, sometimes you win. Do you know what I mean? What, what yeah. else do you have to yeah, lose? Yeah, of course,
1: of course, of course. It's 100% important to mobilise because then if you're not exp- expressing, because like, like, again, it's that thing of like, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's the case for most people. Like, no one really has 100% trust in politicians. I personally don't have much trust in politicians, like, at all. Um, so it's a continual, like, it's a continuous process of holding them to account.
0: But, I mean, that's what you should be doing anyway, yeah, though. Exactly. Like, just, again, like you said, just because you voted someone in for the next five years... It doesn't mean they're going to represent yeah, you or your interests. Ex- and exactly. And, like, you, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't yeah. be allowed to say, hang on, I don't necessarily agree with that. Why yeah, are you not... Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, and as we know, politicians are very good at going from one thing to a complete opposite. Yeah. Like,
1: uh-huh.
2: like switch. Like, there were many, many years ago, there was a... A king from Botswana land, and he basically was told that he can't go back home because of whatever reason. What it turned out to be was that it was actually just more of a faction for people to be able to use their natural resources in Botswana land now. And it's and but like Churchill at the time was like going against the Labour Party, who was a bit like, well, you know, we should, you should definitely vote him in. And you know, if I was in power, then I would definitely you know let him go back home. What happened? Churchill got in power and
0: didn't let him go back home.
1: I mean, one Churchill anyway. <laughs>
2: He, I love, Churchill. The, 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 Bro, these views Churchill. are these
0: views are Halima's own, just to be just to say, Churchill hmm. says, says <laughs> Halima.
1: This is me even saying it like very, very uh, gentle way. Because if I say what I want to say, oh my god, they will never <laughs> let me back on radio ever again. <laughs> but, um,
2: like our views are all marked.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's very important to continuously hold them to account because you're right, like, yeah, what yeah. what a politician espouses to do during the election campaigns and what they actually do is very, very different, especially when we think about political spectrums, for example, in the West, we've seen a lot of examples with politicians who um, claim to be kind of, like, left centre and then they get into power and then they're just right wing. Let's take Macron, for example. Like, he, he was seen as, like, a massive win for France at the time because they were kind of really verging they're really on that cusp of like fascism you know they really really Mm. went into very right-wing territory with um the opposition and obviously then macron got elected and everyone was like oh my god like a a left-leaning or you know a center-left um leader and now look at him he might as well Mm. have he's yeah
0: so i suppose that kind of semi leads on to the next question which is is protesting actually worth it like does it actually achieve anything because uh, the reason why i'm asking this is because before i even like before the um what's called the farmer protests or the abortion protests came to light i actually saw this clip and i think it's from channel four and it's basically you know where they get like two people who have completely different views Mm -hmm. and it's basically um it's basically like saying, oh, um, I think this, I think this, and then they put them together on purpose because they know it's going to be like good content. And in this case, it was two um, people who both actually happen to be black um, and yeah. it was basically talking about the BLM protests, yeah. and yeah, yeah. basically one of them was saying like, "Well, I don't get what the point of it is. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything. It, like, it, it, we look at where we are now, like nothing mm-hmm. has changed." Mm-hmm. And the other person was saying, "No, no, it's your fundamental right. You should, you should do that." Yeah. And whilst I personally would always argue that protesting, like you should do it, and mm-hmm. it's your right to do it, and you should be able to voice and stand up against something that you aren't a fan of at the same time i couldn't help but a bit of me related to it i of i was like you know what like it is a bit of like it seems like you're constantly like walking <coughs> upwards on a treadmill sort of thing but yeah. they're never actually uh-huh, uh-huh. getting anywhere so uh-huh. what yeah. do you what do you guys think about is it actually I mean, worth it i
1: think if i could sorry if, go on man.
0: yeah I,
2: I for me like if, if the original question was do protests work um me personally the answer is yes and the reason i say this is is because protests do work but just not in the same way and definitely not on like your schedule if that makes sense it takes time like protests will occasionally you know most times will look like complete and utter failures Mm. but mainly in the short term
1: yeah so So, seeds right
2: yeah so like much of the power of protests are something that is an evolutionary factor. Like it will keep steamrolling like a massive avalanche. Like, do you know what I mean? It has yeah. to keep going. Like yeah. like four years ago we had the first Black Lives matter protest here in Manchester. How many people came out to this protest this mm-hmm. year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that it's like, do you know what I mean? Like it's gonna yeah. keep steamrolling. Like I obviously it's gonna be the worst thing, you know, to keep having to talk about things like this. But the more people look into these things and the more that you know eventually on both protesters themselves and the rest of society, this will rub off yeah. and this will eventually be like this is what we need to achieve and this is the standards we hold ourselves to we're going to, have to make ourselves accountable yeah mm-hmm. sorry i just completely cough lima there
1: no i was just going to say from my kind of like positionality as a marxist um i mean i believe in the global socialist revolution right so that is kind of like the 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 the, the originary and the central organizing principle of marxism and socialism revolution um so protests and, and when we think about revolution, we're not just talking about one kind of like global world war. It's a myriad of tiny processes and, and protests that occur continuously. And I feel like it's very... E- it's, it's completely understandable to feel nihilistic about it because it is such an, as you were saying before, you used the the, the analogy of the treadmill and it feels like such an uphill battle at times. Yeah. And sometimes it feels like a losing battle as well. It's like, we it feels minuscule, you know, having this protest in the grand scheme of things and, and all of that. But I feel like it's easy for us to give up hope because um, yeah. it is... When I, when I talk about the, the global socialist revolution, it's the global South that will be leading it, right? And for o- o- us over here who have a much lower proximity to death than people in the global South, the protests and the act of protesting and the importance and significance of protesting can seem not as important because it's we don't have as much at stake you know whereas people for example if we talk about the farmer strikes right now going on in india um, when they did the national lockdown what it was like one of the largest worker strikes in history 250 million people imagine now if us in the in the west and and these are people by the way whose lives are have become have been made precarious These are people who have been proximated closer to death because of certain laws. And these are people who are already close to death because of their structural position in the world, in this capitalist world order, right? So if we in the West are going to be like, oh, you know what, protests, they don't really work. And oh my God, I feel a little bit pessimistic about it. And oh, I don't really know. Like, what does that mean for our solid what does that say about our solidarity Mm. for people in the global south and for people who who need protesting and who rely on protesting as a lease of life what does that say about Mm. our solidarity to them if we're so completely nihilistic about
0: it you know Mm -hmm. Mm. it's it's sort of like an unspoken um obligation really to like again like at least they're like showing solidarity like if if it's almost like if they if we don't do it, I know there's more of a need for them to do it, like you're saying, because they're in closer proximity to it. But if we then uh, basically burn it off, mm-hmm. then what does that say about like, yeah. it going all the way to the top, essentially?
1: Exactly.
0: Um, You kind of touched upon the um, final question that I actually had down regarding this topic, which was, can we actually achieve anything um, via protest without a revolution? Because I was thinking about this and I was like, Surely, the whole point of protest, or the ideal outcome from protest, would be for the situation to change in your favour. Mm-hmm. But realistically, like a lot of the time, at, at least immediately, it won't happen because, because mm-hmm. well, it, it's it's un, unless it's a revolution, which is yeah. literally the overturning of uh-huh. power, uh-huh. Um, for a new ba- a new realm, basically mm-hmm. a new sort of way of thinking. Yeah. So do we think that <clears throat> protesting can actually achieve anything without it basically turning into a full-scale revolution? And by the way, way, just want to say, like, we're not encouraging anything. Like, this is not <laughs> us saying, like, rise to arms, let's go, guys. This is just hypothetical conversation. Yeah, go on, Um,
1: I think it's that whole contention between um, reform and um, abolition, um, at which point like how how helpful is reform in the long run um and how much do we um settle for reform over abolition so i uh, me personally i'm an abolitionist so when we talk about revolution as i said before as a Mar- as a marxist as well like i believe in the global socialist revolution so i i i think for anything to truly truly get better there needs to be a complete abolition of the capitalist world order um and obviously that is again it's not it's not going to it's not going to be like one ca- i mean it might be one worldwide global event but more likely it's going to be a series and and a, a myriad of of kind of smaller protests and stuff like that but yeah i think ultimately it's it needs to be a complete abolishment mm-hmm. really for things to to be fair
0: and i I wouldn't say in terms of getting that whole abolishment and then starting from the very bottom again the people who are currently in power are never going to be um that pleased or that willing to do that so So it's it's a a seizing of control
1: it's not you are never going to be bestowed it you know like you they will never ever relinquish control they will never ever bestow you liberty you will have to forcefully seize it you know and this kind of goes into the territory of violence political violence um which i mean we can discuss it if we want but it is a whole nother kind of pandora's box
2: yeah Yeah, i mean they're they're all very linked like ultimately like with every revolution there's always been there's always going to be a format of violence that is always included now me being a pacifist, my like i like I, i don't know it's it's a tough one because like i want revolutions to happen but like at the same time like to create a new world through violence is just setting another precedent. Where you go, well, if I want something, I'm gonna take it, and I'm gonna take it. But well, I, I mean, there are there are caveats. Obviously, there yeah. are certain ways where things like you know, like with the idea of protesting and peacefully protesting, you know, that's the only way things are ever going to, you know, make a mark, start making a mark. Well, what you think? You think years only years peaceful now, protesting
1: will make a mark? Pardon? Do you think only peaceful protesting will make a mark?
2: Not necessarily. I mean, like, there's obviously in the past where we, there's been cases of absolute, like, anarchy. There have been, like, massacres left, right, and centre. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like,
1: I, I mean, violence, like is, n- violence age... is obviously never anybody's first choice, but also we can't... So, for example, this whole position mm. of being a pacifist, I also was a pacifist before I realised, like, Gandhi didn't win Indian independence and MIK didn't win mm. civil rights, you know, that there were, mm-hmm. um, there mm-hmm. were other complementary movements going on that did use political violence because they needed to Yo, exactly and like one of the first one of the the kind of most prominent things that kind of um that that have reorientated my own personal political practice is there's this so i don't know if you guys know who angela davis is she's like a very 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 prominent black rights activist in in Mm -hmm. america Mm -hmm. um she's incredible she's amazing she's like one of my favorite political historical figures um, and she's someone who I look to a lot for inspiration and empowerment. And she did this interview. And um, obviously, during the um, civil rights movements in the 60s and 70s, the Black Panther Party did enact violence in some ways. I mean, they were armed, they were militarized, right? Um, and mm. there was an interview and she was being asked about violence, like, why are you guys violence. And she says, I think it's very funny when, you know, white people and the people in power ask us why we're violent, and and for 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 someone to ask us why we're violent means that they have no conceptual understanding and no material understanding of what has been inflicted onto black people from the times that they were kidnapped from the shores yeah. of Africa and brought to America. Yeah. Yeah. The the thing the very thing that you are protesting against is inherently violent, right? So yeah. why why is it then when you are enacting violence that you are the bad guy? You know? So in that way i i just i don't think again this is my personal view i don't shy i I, obviously obviously like violence everyone would prefer to avoid it like nobody wants you know there to be a civilian cost but also i think it's idealistic and also a bit um it plays into like respectability politics a little bit um to 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 suggest that violence is a, a blanket bad thing you know, political violence is, okay, just should be avoided. Even okay, in this so continent I see, as I, well. I definitely
2: get your point. I hear you. I hear you on that, mm. like, for sure. I think for me like the reason i don't see it as idealistic is because there are more than one way like we haven't really given it a chance and obviously no, no we like have though we like have
1: bad. we have like no one gets vi- no know, one no in, like, one is ever, is ever like, no I one mean, ever comes into there's there's this quote and it, and it says that nobody ever comes into violence for the first time committing violence but you know like even if we t- like, I will, I will, and this is not just to you, Ben, but like just in general, I would implore anybody to give me any kind of genuine institutional or legislative change that has happened without any violence.
2: Why don't we start making one? Because that's my point. No, like, because the point, point at spent which it becomes so long no, no, no,
1: no, 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 bro, the point at which it becomes violent, people have tried to be peaceful. Like is, is, yeah, that's what no, I'm saying. That like, people, I do not, we do not, no one goes to protest. Armed straight away. Nobody goes to a protest for the first yeah, time, or no one creates a movement for the first time. Like, okay, yeah, violence is going to be our thing. People are always pushed to it. It's a compulsion, because the non-violence <laughs> does not work, and and it and it right. makes sense that the non-violence doesn't work because. The, the, what what Carlos was saying before about the people in power, right? They are never going to relinquish control. Let go because, a bit easier, yeah. Exactly, because if they were going to relinquish these, the control, these structures and these systems would not exist in the first place. Like, there would be no reason for us to protest in the first place. Okay. So, in my opinion, it, it just, these things have to be seized, you know? Okay.
2: But no, it's just... so fair. That, that's fair. Like, I mean, that's definitely, I'll definitely look into it more so as well. And, like, mm. for me, I mean, Definitely like looking at how I've changed over the years, like there would have been a time where sixteen year old Ben would just throw hands. Like it didn't really care too much. But I think really? as I've gone older, I've just seen
1: I've I, I was better the opposite. In, I was the opposite. I used to be a pacifist. Then, now now I used to be I used to be a pacifist. Now I will just throw hands. Like even in my personal <laughs> life, like if you're coming at me sideways, I'm gonna throw hands.
2: Some hands. Catch these hands. Trust You've me. You heard it first, Lima's gonna send fists. Trust me. Allegedly, Surely, allegedly. Allegedly,
0: oh, allegedly 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 of <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? allegedly uh, um, again looking at the time we're probably going to have to round off the discussion I'm protesting there but I think it's nice to see that even though I think we're all on the same rough side of things there's still still representing different points of argument which I think is mm-hmm. the only way forward because you're not going to get anywhere by just all thinking the same thing. well you will get places but you're not in a world where everyone is thinking different things you're not going to get anywhere by just putting one point of view out there now we're gonna give you an exclusive we've got an interview with hannah malik the manchester legend and she's also gonna let us play her new track which is coming out on feb the 11th which is called woke up
3: yeah i've just been doing music uh a lot of writing Trying to teach myself how to produce our magic.
0: Tell me about it. like I've literally, I was literally last um, week I was interviewing um, Freezy and Joach, and they were literally no. talking about, yeah, yeah, they were saying about how they um used um, They are actually doing that um. for uni, yeah, and they um literally. That's, they're learning how to do what I'm literally like just messing around with the
3: talent ever for is like literally it's like this sounds bad let me just never use that again like that's my process yeah. for logic like, honestly it's I'm
0: just um you know how you can like edit like the volume and am literally just volume up volume down that's the extent of what I know how to do
3: <laughs> yeah, well, um, I mean, so I'm on lockdown we've got the time
0: true that So, how have you been doing then? Like, how's your week been? How's your third lockdown been, (laughs) like?
3: It's been, it's been all right, to be fair. Um, Yeah, I've just been doing a lot of music, trying to sort out my releases, like, get a proper order in place, get a proper structure. Um, Yeah, I've been spending a lot of time with family as well, because usually um, I've not had much time to spend with family because of uni, so... Although coronavirus has been horrible, this has been horrible, but it's had its highlights as well.
0: Sure, so. yeah, definitely. I think I think it's unique to individuals. Like I've seen a lot of talk about how it's been so bad, and it definitely has had negative impacts on people that will be evident for time to come, but at the same time, for some people, it actually has been beneficial. So you said you'd just finished uni, right? So have you gone into any other employment or have you just gone straight into Just Music? like
3: Just Music but I'm looking for employment because you know, the music doesn't fund itself, yeah. like it's like it's, maybe it's, not
0: yet like, hopefully eventually
3: yeah no no obviously obviously but it's an investment you know they always say that don't they like you've got to put it in to see the return like any investment so yeah I am looking for a job but I'm I've not got the experience so I keep getting rejected it's really no, sad I
0: think now especially is a particularly hard time to be looking for jobs like because I know I've seen so many posts about positions that would normally have say like 40 applicants and they've literally got in the thousands like literally because so many people have been put out of work by covid and furlough etc so
3: yeah 10pm curfew so yeah. i I wanted a job like in Nando's or something, or even I was going to apply to Zeke's, but they were like, because of the 10 pm curfew, everyone that's already on a rotor they've not got enough time for themselves, anyways. So there's no way you can add other people in. So it's just like, it's a bad cycle. It's just, yeah. you have to...
0: well, at least you've got an excuse to be putting all your time into music.
3: Yeah, you know I mean? yeah,
0: <laughs> cool. So Obviously, the main point of this interview is you have your new track coming out, um, "Woke Up," which yeah. is it the 11th of Feb that's coming out. Yeah. yeah, tell us a bit like what is the track about because I've had like a little listen to it beforehand um is there some sort of like hidden metaphor or is it just like you're literally because i was listen, listening to it and i was like you know what i can actually imagine like this being like my alarm like waking up in the morning and so sort of like starting my day like sort of thing like it, but is there any like sort of hidden meaning or is it just You've
3: heard. what do you think when you listen to it
0: i think when i listen to it it's it's sort of like about just getting on that grind like just like sort of just getting on with your day like just moving on no matter what comes your way just getting on with stuff basically
3: yeah basically in essence like it can be applicable to one day or it's applicable to do you know when you have those days when you just wake up and you think right today's the day i'm changing today's the day i'm gonna do what i want to do like focus on myself focus on what i love and yeah like what i say like if you don't see eye to eye it's me myself and i that's just at the end of the day, you need to protect yourself. And if someone's not cutting it, cut them off. Yeah, if I think not it, change and make a better change.
0: I think lockdown, especially, has been especially um, revealing in that sort of really showing people that if people aren't providing that good energy, then there isn't really any obligation for you to keep them around, sort of thing.
3: Yeah, just like good time friends, really. Sure. Yeah.
0: So how did the track come about? Did you always have it in mind or did you collaborate with anyone for the production or how, how, how was the process of creating it?
3: So um, it's produced by Four k and um, it's about... We made it last... Not even last December. Like, it was, like, winter 2019. So... Um, okay like a year and a bit now since you made it. And yeah, I just I went to studio, um me and T4 wrote it together. Um yeah that's it basically as a process where you can't go on your phones really. You meant to you'd like he likes you to just be in the moment. So yeah, like it was good just bouncing back and forth and made the track. Mm-hmm.
0: So had you always like planned for it to be released so long after the actual creation that took place, or is that just, it feels right to release it now sort of thing?
3: Yeah, no, it just feels right to release it now, because I feel like 2020 was like a like warm-up year for me, because even though I released in New 2018, I don't class it as my first like single, I like, class it was my first single. Mm. So um, yeah, just, I felt like it was a good time to release it in 2021, because like I said, woke up, it's a new day. New so, year, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so. Yeah, that's that's basically what happens. Actually, it was shorter originally, and then do you know the first verse, I added that in afterwards.
0: Okay, so that's that's a bit more like recent addition to yeah, it. Yeah,
3: that was probably like, summer. No, it was summer. This summer.
0: So, are we getting a music video for it?
3: Hopefully, like I love I love music videos, like. I love make like do music videos, thinking like just like make a movie basically. It's sick. Um, so yeah, I will. It won't be released with the track though. It's gonna be released with the track, but definitely because I've got I've got a concept for it in my head. Okay. that's real life.
0: I would suppose you can let us know any little details about the concept, or is it just we'll have to wait and see?
3: Mm. <laughs> you just gonna have to wait and see. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry
0: no worries i'd say with regards to all your music you've established like a bit of a Malik vibe i'd say that's like prevalent throughout all of it one thing i love about your music in particular is that you don't shy away from your manny accent like it just comes through is that i wanted to ask is that intentional or is it just it just happens to be like that sort of thing
3: yeah no it just happens to be like that i feel like my singing voice it's not it's pretty similar to my normal voice so it's hard to turn off your accent, like do you know when i hear people like english singing in an american voice mm. i just think how you're doing that like it's hard enough to focus on what you're doing and then you're going to add another layer of putting a voice on like yeah just yeah. it's so it's so much easier to just be yourself
0: exactly like I used to do like quite a bit of music like in school and that and I remember having singing lessons at one point and it was always an inquire and stuff like that. You're always taught to basically sing proper as well and proper is this quite harsh southern pronunciation and Accent of things, and that's think- why when I listen to your music, I'm like, it's almost like the only other person who I can really think that does it like that is maybe like Oasis. Do you know, what I mean, like they actually oh. they, they are ah. ready to like just be themselves, sort of thing.
3: Ah, ah oh, thanks for comparing me to Oasis. Okay,
0: William <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah. Gallagher is watching this fuming.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I am our kids. <laughs> just it just happens it's just the way my music is that i don't think that will ever change it's just me
0: so how long have you been doing music for has it always been your main passion because i know you said you studied psychology so has music always been at the forefront or yeah tell us a bit about how you actually got into doing what you're doing now
3: um when i was 13 so at year eight nine Mm -hmm. i just started writing I think I was listening to a lot of Paramore back then. I love Haley Will. So, yeah, I just like only exception, like, just feel like it made me feel things. I was listening to a lot of Amy Winehouse as well. She was an amazing lyricist, like, tells stories through her lyrics, her songs. So, yeah, I just got into it, I started writing. Um, I, I can remember my first song, it was something like, the leaves are going brown too quick. We need to slow down and take a pic because they're red and scattered on the floor, something like that. But yeah, I've right had since then. And then I actually didn't start making music till three years ago. But yeah, it's always been the plan. Like ever since I was little, I was like to my mom, I wanna be a singer, I wanna be a famous singer. She'd be like, just, just do your education, Hannah. My like, okay, just do your education. Like, because for like brown parents, What they used to say to me is like, you either need luck in the industry or you need to know somebody. And growing up, I've not had anyone around me that does music, no one in my family does it. None of my friends ever did it. Like the first time I was around it was when I first went to studio with YG and made shine on you. So yeah, but I was just like, no, I'm gonna do it, but I had to do psychology first because obviously my parents—they just want in their hearts to know that I have like a feel safe.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. Funny hearing you say that because we've literally had this exact same conversation on Mango Masala, and one of our presenters, Simran, she actually is currently doing psychology.
3: Oh my! And you were saying
0: about how she like she was quite keen on going down the um, makeup MUA route, but her parents were like nah, just do. Psychology, and by all means, she enjoys psychology, and she thrives in it. I know she's like articles and stuff like that, but it, there is always that sort of like pressure to get the degree, and then you can do whatever. But but now you've got the degree. What what are they like now? Like are they are they like
3: my like my parents are so supportive now. Bless them. Like, my dad, oh my God, like he's so cute, like, call on me. He absolutely loves it. Like, he shows it to all his friends. And I'm just like, you going to make me tear up. And my mum, yeah, my mum's so supportive as well. Like, they love my music, so it's good now. It, like, it needed to be done because it just makes everything else easier now. Because mm-hmm. they see that I can put the hard work in if I really want to.
0: Yeah, and especially if you've done that, all this music over the past year, whilst you're also doing a degree as well. Like the that shows that your work ethic is, if you can put all your energy into music now that you're not having to do the degree at the same time, then obviously you can go even further sort of thing.
3: Oh uh, yeah, hopefully.
0: So who do you take your main inspiration from musically? So I know you said Amy Winehouse, um, Paramore, I wasn't expecting Paramore from being honest. Like, that was a bit of a surprise to
3: me. Yeah, I went through a steam phase so, like, I listened to like All Time Low, Never Sharp, Never. I listened to Bring Me The Horizon, but I would never listen to them now. Well, okay, take that back. Sorry, Bring Me The Horizon. You scream my music, I would never listen to you now because it sounds a bit crazy in my ear, but everything else, yeah, I went through a scene, please. Um, So I listened to a lot of Rihanna and Tink, and right now, I don't know if you've heard of Amare.
0: Amare? I can't say um, how. Music.
3: You really need to listen to her. I love music that makes me want to be my feet. Like, I don't know if, like my songs that you've heard that I've put out already, I like a bit of bop to them. Mm-hmm. That I like listening to music that has a bit of bop to it. So yeah, like Tink, Rihanna, Who else? There's so many inspirations that, you know, it's so hard to think. (laughs) But to be fair, I feel like my music, I can't really compare it to anyone. Like, even when I'm making songs, I can never think, oh, I want it to sound like this person or this is what I want. Like, I just make the song and it is what it is. Like, you get me.
0: Yeah. So um, you've talked a bit about um, your experience growing up with not necessarily much musical inspiration around you um, in terms of your close circle but um, what is your um, ethnic background and does this inspire music in any way because i know call on me which is um, interesting how that's the one your dad liked the most do you reckon that's because of the sample in it and because it's probably the most relatable or what do you think
3: probably a bit of the sample a bit of, I think he just likes my flu on it. Like he likes how I sound on it. Um Yeah, that's that's it. But my background's Pakistani.
0: Has that influenced your music in any way?
3: I think production side um it has, but vocally, no, because I grew up listening to, although like I could go through a mill jar, like on journeys, car journeys, that's a song that I remember playing all the time. My mum had this one CD, and just a couple tracks in it but that was on track on it and i just remember like being going to the pennines listening to it it's, it's, it's a it's a magically beat and she sings so nice on it so yeah that, it's definitely influenced that but de- not really in terms of what i'm actually saying or what how i'm saying it yeah
0: so how has your experience been so i know you said you've only been doing music properly for three years but obviously we know there's been a lot of talk, I think especially more recently, people have been coming forward, talking about navigating the music industry. um, As female artists, obviously there's that extra layer if you're a woman of color as well. So have you had, how how has your experience been navigating your way through the music industry as a um, Pakistani woman trying to make it in the, correct me if I'm wrong, mainstream music industry basically?
3: Yeah. So far it's been okay, I feel like I've not, because like I said, I only started releasing properly this year and it's been coronavirus time, so not really had the full experience I guess, I've not been around enough people to really get both the good and bad, but what I can say is, as a woman, and probably as a woman of colour, a lot of people try and put you in a box, try and say, you should sound like this, you should look like this, you should do this, you should say this, and they'll try and say like what you're doing is wrong or like how you're putting out your music's wrong and like, I just have to say like this is my journey like, I started it on my own and I'm doing what I feel like is right and you just need to trust in yourself because yeah people people will try and tell you what to do that is one thing as a woman and it's jarring mm. so, Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, it's good to see that you're like holding your own and not willing to let people or especially men dictate how you how you're doing things basically
3: yeah you can because at the end of the day like you do well, not all the time but more time you do know what's best for you and if you're not putting out what you want to put out you're never gonna love it properly because mm-hmm. obviously it's not for you it's for someone else you need to do it for yourself Yeah, sure. yeah
0: You just said about how your um, manager is female. Do you think that helps in terms of you navigating the industry, like knowing that sort of, um, again, I'm I'm presuming this, but they know what the industry is like and they know how to sort of guide you through it as a woman as well.
3: Yeah, definitely. Like Daisy, she's like, she's like my parent in this thing, she protects me a lot of the time i'm too nice and I, if people do take kindness for a weakness and they'll mug you off if you're too nice and oh, some think they won't mug you off you're thinking oh my god this person's so nice but they look, they're not they're looking to mug you off so daisy definitely has taught me how to hold my own not pander to people as well like you don't need to pander like you're sick and you should be treated like you're sick but yeah big up daisy again
0: so obviously you talked a bit about um what you've been doing throughout lockdown and how 2020 has been a bit rubbish for everyone in different ways um but you've said about how 2020 has been sort of like a warm-up year for you um i think you've got like four tracks um yeah one of which was a collaboration with another manchester artist joe ash which we spoke to last week and um, Obviously, that's "Call on Me," which I think is also probably your best-performing track. I think that's definitely got a lot of airplay across various stations. From what, from what I heard, because that's where I heard it first, and I was like, "Okay, who's this?" Like, let me let me go and like look into them sort of thing. <laughs> um, so, can you tell me how "Call on Me" came into fruition and what it was like working together, especially as two proper like Manchester artists together?
3: Yeah, it was just so It's nice simple and just, just nice so a year ago just before the pandemic hit Joash hit me up and then he sent me a few beats and I was like whoa this guy is cold and he was only 18 at the time He we made a song called love me not the first time I went to him it was western it wasn't it's just like a um, little boppy cute one um, and then lockdown happened so I was in Leeds and Middlesbrough because my sister and my family are all down there and I just said to him, can you make me a beat with a Bollywood sample in it, please? Because I wanted to, like, I I'm forgot the mill gel. I wanted to use that for a while now. And then I saw friends that use it, and I was like, right, I've got that, come on, I just need to do it now. Like, why have I put it off so long? So yeah, I came back with three different beats. Like, Bola was one of the sampled ones, Mill, and um, the, all three of them were called, like, the Bola ones one was like a full banger, It's like. So he'd actually wrote the hook and then, um, but it was different. So like half of it's mine now, half of it's his. wrote the hook together basically now um, because yeah, I was talking about Bollywood Queen, and I was like to him, Ash, please, like, please, I love you. Like, I'm oh, sorry, <laughs> I love you, but please, I've got so much love for you. Can I, can I just take this and just make it all my own? Just like have it fully myself. And he was like, yeah, you can do that. So, um, because he sent me the beat in lockdown, um, I'd already wrote the verses, because what else is there to do in lockdown? So when I went to his, just laid it down, and then it was done, and it was amazing. you loved it.
0: Yeah, no, I do. Like, I think that's probably my favourite track of yours so far. I definitely...
3: No, I yeah. It's my It's my sister's favourite track.
0: I loved it about the music videos that had, obviously, you... Um, Flouncing around in like traditional wear, but then also obviously on your motorbike with the green screen, and then also like going into in the shop as well. Like it was definitely like a, that, like proper like vibe, and I just like yeah had that on repeat.
3: Yeah, I went at that. Like it was like two like girly, not as westerny scenes. I mean, the west. Well, to be fair, there was one scene with my friend Towseth, the guy in the video. Oh, um, yeah. And then the other two scenes, the motorbike scene and the shop scene, yeah, they were more Western and I just wanted to show, like, my two sides, basically. Just, yeah, animalic.
0: So coming to the end of the interview now, I just want to ask, what can we expect from you in 2021? Have we got any plans for a sort of project as opposed to singles or more singles or what? what's in the works, basically? A uh,
3: couple, couple more singles, yeah. Yeah, I've got got them planned and then definitely EP in summer I'm a summer baby I want to release my projects around my birthday I'm not putting it though but it's definitely going to be in summer and I will release an EP in summer
0: yeah coming to the end of the show now just want to say thank you to everyone for listening Um, next week we should have some more guests as well like it's been nice isn't it nice to see and people get involved with the show and mm-hmm. people enjoying it um, and yeah like creating we'll a little keep, keep growing yeah little like mango masala family you know yeah, like, yeah.
1: keep reaching out to us guys as well yeah. it's really nice you know
0: also like yeah just to reiterate like what we are saying before as well like we love like people commenting on all that stuff and like sharing it even if it's like you disagree with it that's fine but like again just to say like please like actually like listen to everything mm. before commenting because it had i've seen like a lot of comments <laughs> where i'll literally read and i'll be like you're entitled to your opinion but we've literally just said just like said it, yeah. yeah but yeah no no hate. like just even if you do continue to comment we're still gonna be polite in it like you might Well, yeah, um, going yeah, take, gonna log Halima out of the account. Oh <laughs> uh, dear, um, but yeah, also Halima, thank you for staying with me. Understand, um, we've been sat here for the last hour doing pre-recorded stuff. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. The
1: interview was really interesting.
0: Yeah, shout out to Hannah Malik. Obviously, she, yeah, she was really nice to interview. She's really nice. Mm. Um, also local
1: talent as well. You know, so yeah, it's always good to
0: showcase that. Definitely, and yeah, she's only been getting more and more on the map basically so yeah be nice to see where she goes this year well not literally because we're not allowed to go anywhere because (laughs) we're in a lockdown how her
1: career grows we're excited (laughs) to, to document that
0: definitely and we will see you next week bye guys
1: see ya